Hello and welcome. We're recording on June 16th at 3.30 and I have with me Associate Professor Deb Friedman who has joined us to discuss uh, and provide an update on recent cases in Geelong. Deb, can you explain to us what some, what do these recent positive cases tell us? Yeah, thanks Bianca. So I guess we should say that while the numbers have been small, there have been a couple of new cases, um, a few over May and one in June that have been added to the numbers for the Geelong region. Um, the things that we can say now is that out of those cases, um, the majority are what we believe are false positives. They've been extensively investigated. They've been not only had their original swabs retested, they've also been re-swabbed and had all of their families swabbed, all of which are negative and being tested at different laboratories and have come up negative. Some of them have also had serology, which has been negative. So we're quite confident that the majority of these represent false positive cases. There was one that was a true positive in someone who was a return traveller who had been in hotel quarantine, but does reside in the Geelong region. Therefore, these new cases through, these few new cases through May and June do not represent community transmission which is ongoing in our region and I think that's a very important point and that these cases have been extensively reviewed on kind of three levels the laboratory level the clinician level and also by public health the Department of Health has had a discussion about these cases today with our group and has acknowledged the difficulties that these cases pose because extensive investigation has led us to confirm that they are false positive cases but they have not yet been reclassified in the epidemiological data that gets put out by the department which means that anybody can look up that data and will feel that there are an increase in cases so they are now considering how to best address the issue of reclassifying cases and they kind of didn't want to be too hasty about doing that previously so this is something that is now on their radar. Um, I think what that does mean is that it is important to not be too reactive to things that you hear on the radio or see in the local newspaper. We'll make sure that we utilise all of the channels of communication that are available to give the kind of factual up-to-date <coughs> information because we know, we know that this is a time of hypervigilance for everybody whether you're a layperson in the community or whether perhaps you're somebody who's um, a healthcare worker in the community. And given that, we do need to watch all these things closely. But at this time, we haven't seen anything that indicates extensive community transmission. And while we have seen some increase in numbers in just the last day or so within Victoria, the majority of those cases have been linked to an existing family cluster. And while on top of that, there have been some cases that have led to the closure of schools, there is not yet any evidence that that exposure or that transmission took place within a school. We just know that these children attend school. So I think all of these things will be extensively investigated to find out in which direction the spread is occurring. Is it that these kids acquired it in the home but happen to then attend school and I, I think that's probably the most likely. We are going to be watching closely to see what the impact is of relaxation of measures and um, in particular we know 
that from next week onwards we'll have a further round of relaxation of measures. I think what that really means is at the end of this week, we've got about two weeks from the initial protests that were held. That will be one mark in time to tell us whether or not those protests posed a significant risk for transmission, which I don't believe that they did. But I think we need to wait at least until this weekend, which is two weeks from the initial protests. Um, and then two, two further weeks down the track to see whether the relaxation of measures that will lead to the opening of gyms, for example, and galleries and other things like that, whether or not there's been any spread through those kind of relaxations. So I think we need to still be vigilant over at least the next month. And this is going to occur on an ongoing basis, but at this time we don't have anything that indicates significant evidence of community transmission. Okay, thanks, Deb. So in terms of letting people know, I mean, we can't avoid the fact that the news can access those positive cases and that it takes time to actually investigate the cases. Um, but um, in terms of just communicating in the best way that we can with our community of GPs, we know that there's various um, platforms such as Telegram and um, the West Vic PHN base camp for COVID-19 that we'll let them know as soon as we know. How long does it take to fully investigate a case to really understand whether it's a false positive and whether it's linked to community transmission? Yeah, so usually it would take a minimum of two to three days from the time at which the positive case was first identified. So acknowledging, of course, that the first test, depending on what laboratory it was tested at, there may be like a three-day turnaround time to get that result. The day that we get that result right now, especially if there doesn't appear to be anything that really seems suspicious for coronavirus infection, we go about retesting immediately and then within a day after that. So from the time that the person initially got tested, within about four days, we've probably already retested and within five days, we've probably done another round of tests as well. So it does take several days, but, the, but that means that by the time the positive test is initially identified, we still need two days to be able to kind of do even some initial investigating to be able to give some measure of reassurance to the public. Well, sit tight, standard precautions, keep, uh, keep being vigilant and we'll do our best to communicate with our crew and um, see what happens as, as these measures relax. Thanks for your time, Deb. You're welcome.